Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with... Back. Oh, there we go. Let's try that again. You ready? Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with... with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen. Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brant Bernard. I was pretending my mic didn't work. <laughs> like, like the listener would even know that well, that but was I, No, I did it for your benefit, not the listeners. Oh. But, you know, that's just how it goes. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Well, wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Uh, there is shocking headline of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just going to floor you guys. It's going to blow you away. Have you looked at the news yet today? I did not. Ralph? I don't nope. like to start my not day out with uh, happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done my once-a-decade look at the news. There you go. Okay, here's the headline. You ready? It's going to shock you. It's a shocker. Whistleblower. Twitter has egregious security gaps. Oh, dear. <laughs> Who didn't know that? Of course they do. They lie like a sumbitch over there. Oh, I guess it depends on what they mean by security gaps. So, that's not news. That's just sort of uh, uh, just stating the obvious. Well, I'll just read the first paragraph, Andy. Maybe that'll answer your question. What well, your question was? What? What did you want to know? I mean, what does it mean by security gaps? Pieter Mujzatko. 
Mm. Former security chief of the social media platform has filed a complaint. Elon Musk has been trying to wriggle out of his uh, $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. And two new reports from CNN and the Washington Post may help out the richest man in the world in those endeavors. Both outlets have seen a complaint filed by whistleblower Pieter Zatko, uh, Twitter's former head of security and a famous veteran hacker known as Mudge alleging that the uh, social media platform isn't doing what it should do uh, should be doing uh, to fight spam and bots and has serious flaws in its safety and security measures against hackers. So do you think there's a possibility that Pieter got a, got a check written to him by Elon Musk? Mm. Or do they really have... Well, they do have security problems, no question. I haven't heard anything about that whole thing. Is Twitter suing Elon Musk for not buying it? Has anybody heard anything? There was a clause in there that they had to prove what percentage of their users were bots and they're refusing to do it. Elon is in the right there if he wants to back out. Oh, because everybody was like, this is going to go to the highest court. No, it's it's all part of the contract. It's Twitter being Twitter. (laughs) Once again, people believe what they want to believe. Oh boy, is that It's not the truth. It's what I want to believe is the truth is what I believe. (laughs) Good God. Yeah, all, all the comments on Twitter are made by individuals of great concern and great yes. intellect. Mm-hmm. They're yes. not machine. They're not machine. <laughs> yet. They're not bots. That's what people want to believe. So, you know, it's just bizarre. Bizarre. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this, you know, I just looked at the headlines quickly because we got Timmy Lammers coming up in about seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we got Kristen Burt's going to be on afterward. Uh, you know, that was, a, that, was a, that was a headline that stuck out. There's a bunch of stuff about, I don't know. A report puts a number on Trump's classified documents, 300. But I have a question for you. If he declassified them, which he could do as president of the United States, how are they still classified? Well, yeah, that's true. I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just asking a question. I have no idea. Why why do you take any records with you when you leave office? Well, I I would agree. Unless. Unless it's your own legal documents for something or... uh, or something somebody's accusing you of, and you've got the proof that you didn't do what they're accusing you of. But why don't why don't they just have a team go through all this stuff and and mark off what they took? Because there's a very good chance that none yeah. of it exists. Or that. Well, that's true. Yeah, you you think those documents might might not even exist? I would say probably not. Uh, I know this is going to crush Ralph because he's a huge fan, but Fetty Wap pleads guilty, faces five years in prison. So. Fred, Fetty what? Fetty, Fetty Wap? Wap. Who's that? Oh, there's no, hey. is there, is there no, is, is there he no a rapper? Justice, oh, is there he no? Sounds like a rapper. I can't believe yes, that someone like that could be accused. I mean, if Fetty, Fetty Wap, Wap can't murder someone, who can? <laughs> okay. Did he murder someone? I don't know if he murdered someone. Well, no, he got only five years, so he probably didn't murder anyone. Uh, I'll, I'll check. Uh, drug charges, cocaine. Oh, cocaine charges. He conspired with a drug gang. Oh, so he was he was dis- he was dealing and distributing. Guilty to yeah, dis- con- di- guilty of conspiracy to distribute and Ooh. possess. Ooh. Boy, how'd you like to be uh, the picture of Fetty Wap pleading guilty, facing minimum of five years? Right in the background, over the uh, just over his uh, left shoulder, VMTV. So MTV gets thrown under the bus by being shown with a cocaine dealer. Gee, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. I, I didn't mean, even know MTV was still a thing. I know. Are they still a thing? Does anybody watch I them? I don't think so. I haven't. I never was a watcher of MTV. I never liked it. Well, did they even do just music videos or don't? I, Back in the day, don't they, they did. make oh. their own shows or something? Oh now? yeah, they're they're yeah. on to. I think reality TV. They have all yes. their, their shtick and they have. Look at my crib. Is that is what that is? Look, look at, at my crib. Look what I got. Look what I <laughs> look at my, <laughs> my crib, crib, baby. Look at my crib. You know. Well, that. 
I watched it at first because Duran Duran was one of the first groups on MTV, and I you oh, know, handled Duran Duran for it. Capitol Records, so I'm still upset I didn't get to go see them last Friday. I wanted to go see them, but it just didn't work out, no doubt about it. We should mention, Catherine, since we dedicated the, the first uh, part of the show yesterday to it, your sister is still hanging in there. It's she amazing. is hanging in there. Seven days. That's pretty amazing. There's no doubt about that. Some people, though, last a couple of weeks, I guess. That's the word, anyway. Yeah, it's kind of shocking to really think that you can yeah. live like that for so long. I would agree, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. But in any case, Andy, uh, as we move on, uh, I, let me just say that good choice to look at the headlines every 10 years. Mm-hmm. Once every 10 <laughs> years is, is good enough. It's, because, right? it's pretty much the same story. Yeah, it is. Just different people. <laughs> or at war, just someplace else. Or same people. Every every ten yeah, years, they crash the economy. Yeah, they do. They do. Sure it's do. true. I mean, the uh, pandemic. We don't always have that every ten years, but I'm no. thinking we might from now on. Oh no, we do. We, we might. We have that every other year. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, we have Zika virus. We have oh, Epstein Barr virus. We had swine flu, uh, bird swine flu. flu, bird flu. You know, COVID was the one that they just sort of acted on. Whereas now I have a question for you. Because I did not read the story, I haven't seen it yet, but I've been told by several people that Fauci now admits that he was one of the developers of the COVID, uh, the COVID he would never. virus. I thought, we, I thought we knew that. But he helped you know? to invent the virus? He, he would said, never admit that. Well, he was doing that gain of function stuff. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah he was. They were doing. It was all, and he will not use gain of function. Did you know? He said that it had nothing to do with gain of function. Well, now apparently, I like I said, I, I'm just going on what a bunch of other people have told me. So, but apparently, uh, he he helped develop uh, the condition. I have a um, little audio I'd like to play, if I may. I was I was busy attacking Italians. Why did you cut me off? Because it's I was very upset. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Okay. Hold on, what is hold that on, noise? Hold on, hold on. It's it. Oh, it's mine. How many stars are on the United States flag? 103. 103? That's a lot of stars. Yeah. Um, 32. What ocean is on the east side of the United States? What ocean? Can I Google it? <laughs> what did she say? You guys Google. know this. I know this. I don't know this. What country is the Queen of England from? <laughs> I'm not a politics guy. Oh, well, I don't God. Know. I really don't know. Just take a guess. Like, what country is the Queen of England from? Europe? I don't know. Europe is a country. I don't know. Take a guess. What's the capital of the United States? Um, the, um, there's a capital? Oh, what? Yes. Lexi. Take a guess. Um. New York. Um, I don't know. Uh, but, probably California. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is? No, the United States. Do we know? Wait, I don't want to think because I don't want to sound dumb. Well, just, there's no capital of the United States. Is there no capital? Correct. <laughs> is that right? No. Oh, <laughs> you guys are UCLA. You literally students? go to UCLA. Oh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Who was well. the first president of the United States? Abraham Lincoln. Can you name the uh, three Kardashian sisters? Uh, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. <laughs> oh, of course. What are three Kardashian sisters' names? Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. Courtney and Courtney. Bonus points for the brother? Um, Robert. The Kardashian's brother. Oh, they know all the Kardashians, of course. What are the Kardashian sisters' names? I don't even know. I ain't gonna lie. Don't know. 
That one, you get respect for me on that one. For <laughs> <laughs> not knowing that. UCL st a students don't know the oceans. Well, universities are useless at this point. They don't they know are. the oceans. Well, that's secondary school. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like, that's, that's yeah, second. you should know that by fifth grade. At, well, yes, you should, at but, the most. yeah. All, all, all of our public schools are useless at this point, unfortunately. Where the yeah, United States doesn't have a capital. A college student doesn't know where our capital is. It's California. Didn't you hear? No, we don't even have one. <laughs> we don't even have one, Tom. It doesn't Ad exist. Admitted Jesus. to a university, a respected university. Yeah. 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 No what concept could of what their GPA like, be? What could their GPA be? Well, they're not be? studying that. No, they're not. They're studying, you know. This is common knowledge. That would cut into their not... time learning about slavery and the Holocaust. The only <laughs> well, two like, things they teach in I, school. Yeah, I saw true. a video the other day. It was this white guy dressed in like Mexican attire. He had like the tape oh, done, like the tape done mustache, oh, sombrero, the poncho, and he walked around a college campus. Was he in brown face? No. Oh. But he walked around the college campus and he walked up to every like all these students and he was like, "Does my outfit offend you?" And they were like, "Yes, it's cultural appropriation. Yes, I'm offended. Are you Mexican?" Da, da, da. All of them were offended. Then he went into a like Mexican neighborhood. Oh, they loved it. And they were like, why would that offend me? I love it. It looks exactly. great. We think, we think you look great. Yeah. That's what they great. said. Like, why would I be upset about it? It makes me happy to see Well, you. this <laughs> is decades old. Speedy Gonzalez, a bunch yeah. of uh, white people tried to get him canceled because he was insensitive. The only reason they kept him was because a bunch of Mexicans said, don't get rid of don't Speedy get rid Gonzalez. Don't Gonzalez, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's been going on for well, a decade. That's like the whole Latinx thing. I'm Latinx. Like, I will tell you what you should be offended about. I have a question yeah. for you, though. Why is it not okay to honor somebody else's culture by wearing their clothing? How, how is that offensive? I don't know. Nancy Pelosi does it constantly. That's true. Yeah, she does it all the yeah. time. Yeah, she does. What well. does she do? Oh, remember when she took a knee? She took a knee for George Floyd, and oh, she yeah. was wearing a. She was wearing like African's African garb. Yeah, that yeah. was so garb. weird. Oh, I don't garb. remember that. That sounds Betsy ridiculous. Betsy Hodges just... was always getting Somali costumes on mm -hmm. all the oh, time. Oh, she was always wearing a head. Yeah, head she was uh, always doing yeah, something. She was, yeah. 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 All I know is this word offends me, so I'm going to change it to Lammer X. <laughs> Lammer X. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a good title. You Lammer know what? X. Not only was Nancy Pelosi wearing that, everybody in Congress was wearing yeah, that. Yeah, they all yeah, they wore, wore the, the, I forget what they're called. It's like, yeah, it's basically yeah, like a, a, an African scarf that goes around the back of your neck and hangs down. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know the right, name of right, it. Right. Yeah, like a high priestess. It was sure. hilarious. Yeah. It's like, it's like a prayer just going kind back of, a, yeah. a couple of minutes before that, who were you talking about with Mexican uh, offending? Wearing... Just some guy on the internet did a viral video. Yeah, and they were white people were offended, but Mexicans loved it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, let me let me tell you something, and and I I kind of love these guys for doing oh, this. God. Um, but uh, yeah, I told you earlier on the KQ anyway. I, I interviewed Jamie Fox for um, uh, the vampire movie Date day uh, shift yeah and i day wish shift. i would somebody else asked him the question um whatever happened to all-star weekend he made this movie in 2016 it never saw the light of day uh had a bunch of big star cameos in it uh among them he had robert downey jr now of course you got to remember in 2008 robert downey jr played a black man in tropic thunder yeah. right okay right i remember that in 2016, Jamie Foxx had him play a Mexican man in this All-Star Weekend movie. Right, right. And, 
and he, and it never saw the light of day. And basically, Jamie Foxx said, you know what? We got to wait till things settle down where comedy can be funny again. Yeah, but we don't because, have to wait. Yeah, well, you know, that's they know they're going to get crushed um, if they put it out. I guess oh, you're right. God. When is the when is the time going to be right again? I don't think it ever will be right again. I don't know how you could possibly turn the corner on something like this when it gets worse by the day, you know? And you're talking about the highest profile actor out there, Robert Downey Jr., doing this again uh, after Tropic Thunder. He's doing it again now as a Mexican man in uh, this All-Star Weekend movie. Well, I will tell you, I also saw yesterday, I don't know what market they're in or whatever, but there's some politician out there who's very, very upset because uh, she's calling for uh, the title of the book, Death of a Salesman, to be changed. Why? Because it's offensive. Because it, how? Oh, because, because he's a man. Salesman. Yep. He is a salesman. I know he's he a salesman. Is. He objectively is a man. Salesman. But that, that's Person? the problem. He is a man. Mm-hmm. So why can't he be a salesman? You could be a saleswoman. Death of a sales rep. Has to be death of a sales rep. Death, death of a sales rep. Know, it's, if it's referring to a specific person, then what is exactly the problem? There is no problem, but they're just creating one. And we're well, going to change the names of literary works? Yeah. No, it was we're a book. not. It wasn't a book, too, wasn't One it? One of the greatest books yeah. ever written. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, um, you do that, and you're only empowering them. Actually, yeah, you're, right. you're empowering these people by merely covering it. Just ignore them. You know, ignore them because it is so ridiculous. And in what universe is some publisher going? I, I would imagine there are, but in what what universe are they actually going to change the title yeah. of a classic literary work? Can't do it. Arthur uh, Miller wrote that, I think. Right? Arthur Miller, mm-hmm. phenomenal writer. Yes. Did okay with the chicks too, man. Wasn't he married to Marilyn Monroe? Was he? Wasn't uh, a lot of people he was, and yeah. in this upcoming Marilyn Monroe biopic, it's not necessarily a biopic, it's sort of a fantasy slash biopic, but uh, Adrian Brody is going to play Arthur Miller. I love Adrian Brody. What a talent. And, and Bobby Cannavale is going to play Joe DiMaggio. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. It really is. Yeah, so, again, yeah. Really, it, the, the, I think maybe at this point the only way to stop any of this madness is just to take these outrageous claims or whatever, uh, these, what, what do you call it, uh, these movements, and just don't. See, but that's the problem. The news wants this sort of stuff because they know it's going to piss us off and they know it's yeah, going to get clicks. You know, you just reminded me of something that's very painful for me and it's your fault. Yeah. But I was visiting a friend of mine. I can't say who it was or where he lived, but he was hes a very wealthy guy, real good businessman and whatever. But he wanted me to bring him something, and I can't remember what the hell it even was. But I was going to go to somewhere, because he called me. He said, oh, you're going there? Would you mind just bringing me one, too? I don't remember what it was. But I went out to his house, and we schmoozed for a while. And I said, well, i got to get going. i got a voiceover. I gotta... This is many, many, many years ago. I missed meeting Arthur Miller by about two minutes. Oh. God, it would have been great to meet Arthur Miller. I would have, I would have held on to that moment forever. I missed oh, him by about man. two minutes because I had to leave to go do a voiceover. But oh. all I ever do is deliver. You know what I mean? That's right. You're, you're, that's how committed you are, Tommy. The guy, 
Put that as your tagline. Tom Bernard, voice artist, the guy who misses meeting Arthur Miller to do his work. Exactly. Yeah. By two minutes. Well, same thing happened to Paul McCartney. You're a hero. I was supposed to sit and talk to Paul McCartney face-to-face, do an interview, but I said, sorry, I have to pick up my son from school. I can't do it. You Which know what? McCartney thought was great. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Well, you know what? One time, I uh, it was my daughter's, my oldest daughter's yeah. first play in uh, at school at U of M Morris. She was going to at the time. And uh, had a chance to talk with Christopher Nolan uh, oh, for I Interstellar, and I told I told the publicist assistant, I says, "Look, I just this is her first deal. I cannot miss it." And she goes, "You know what? Don't worry. We'll reset it. In fact, I won't say the publicist's name, but she'll say, you know what? She's actually going to appreciate the fact that you're doing that.' So yeah, no yep. problem. They reset it, and the interview went great. You know, but you know, <laughs> come on, man, it's your kids. You're not going to miss that for anything." All right, one more before we move on and hear about the new movies and streaming and all the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> so some people think America sucks, right? America's terrible, isn't it? Yep. Horrible country. Well, apparently on the most important national holiday in Hungary, two weather forecasters predicted that it was going to rain and they would have to cancel the fireworks display on the country's most important national holiday. Oh, they said no. it's going to rain. They postponed the fireworks. It didn't rain. Both of them were fired by the government. (laughs) (laughs) The government stepped in and had them fired. (laughs) You know what? I mean, I'm laughing. I thought you were going to say they executed them. I wouldn't doubt eventually if they they probably will. (laughs) They they killed their careers. (laughs) That is hilarious, though. You get fired because you said it was going to rain and it didn't. Yeah, well, you know what? I know Paul Douglas uh, and... um, he says you would not believe how pissed off people get oh, I at bet. him because of the weather. Like it's like he's the one controlling it, you know. Yeah, but what, you're right. he's a great guy, and it's like, how can you get mad at Ball? Really? Yeah, I don't so, know. Yeah, I like don't it, know him at all. I met him one time, but I don't really know him. Yeah, I don't really think he liked it when guy. I called called him Victor Victoria, but maybe he got offended by. That. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you call me plenty of names. I don't get mad. What? Hey, yeah, you know what? I'll give you an example. Yeah. Next week, I get to throw out the first pitch at a Twins game. As a matter of fact, a week yeah. from tonight, it is, right? Well, one of my neighbors bought like 25 hats because I told him about a sign that appeared at the World Series in 1987. And it was draped over the left field wall in 1987 at the Dome. And he made the hats that said the same thing, the banner, because I would criticize a team if they lost for no good reason. or what, I'd go after them. I didn't always support the Twins. Love the Twins. Uh, but they put up a huge banner that said, Tom Bernard, IQ 92. <laughs> <laughs> so John, our neighbor, had 25 hats made up for says, uh, Tom Bernard, IQ 92. You know, this, this just, wow. you know, I, it, it's just clear that you've got so much in, in common with uh, Nikola Tesla. I have a lot in common his, with Tesla. His, his last words to his mother were, all these years I have spent in the service of mankind and brought me nothing but insults and humiliation. It's mm. just exactly like you. Yeah, it sounds exactly like you. I'm a saint. I've said this before, but the key to longevity in this business, you got to have a sense of humor oh, about yourself. Yeah, Otherwise, you forget it, man. Well, they just bury you. They would absolutely bury you. Yeah. Well, they tried. Didn't work. Nope. What are you going to do? Well, I, I got. God, I was going to ask you about a movie that I saw streaming. 
Uh, I haven't seen. I, I saw that it was going to stream. I didn't watch the movie yet. Now I forgot the name of the damn movie. But uh, <laughs> you know who's in it or what no, it's about? I, I, it'll it'll occur to me. It'll pop into my in, into my noggin at some point here. But did you see um, Orphan First Kill yet? Or? No, I was waiting for Alex. Alex and I are going to watch oh, that good, together. Good, good. We're going to wait um, for her. Otherwise, so. day day shift with Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco is really really good. Really entertaining. It's a vampire movie, but it's a John Wick meets vampire movie. Oh, I like John Wick. Yeah, yeah. It's a the guys who did John though. Wick. Don't you yeah, think? Yeah, Lots of beheadings in this one that are very creative. <laughs> okay, well, see, there you go. But it's funny. I mean, it's it's a it's an action comedy horror movie, kind of like John Wick meets Evil Dead, except for the they're not deadites; they're vampires. Sure. So it's really, really funny. Really, really good. I need to know: Have you finished? Afterlife yet? No. No, we got two more episodes. Tom, Tom's Ooh. eking them out. I he am, doesn't want the series to end. I don't want it to end. I love that show. Oh, God! You it's are funny. in for something really, really special. Damn the it! Last episode. Don't do it to me. Last episode is you got it to, right now. Take, cut the show short right now. Go watch <laughs> it right now. Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like Suburban Manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business belt? We certainly hope so, Tommy, and that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Yeah. What was that movie we just watched about the Magellan ships? Magellan ships. Magellan ships. Yeah, the gold and the they were go, jumping from, oh, yeah, from that the was cargo good. into the it was plane. Uncharted or something like that. Uncharted. Oh, you watched the Uncharted movie? Was yeah. it Uncharted? Uncharted's a video Holland. game series, a very popular video game series. Oh, it's a video game well, series. Let me make sure oh. that's Nathan what it Drake. Was, yeah. Then. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure you guys talk amongst yourself. I'll look. I can't. I think it was Uncharted. Any, but it sounds sure. like Uncharted. Yes. Oh, does it? Yes. The it whole was. thing about it Uncharted was. is Nathan Drake. He's basically Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. He goes and finds yeah treasure, and there you go. Oh, so yeah. That well, is and they it. set it up for a sequel. Well, of course. The very end. Yeah, there's yeah. multiple Uncharted <laughs> movies. Did, yeah. Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. That's right. That's who was in yep. it. Yes. Yeah, and, that's the uh, right movie. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it is the right movie. I think how absolutely. big of a role it is, but there's a guy. Do you remember a guy wearing an eye patch in it? Uh, I don't really know. Uh, it might have been a smaller role. You know, it's been so long, and I didn't realize it until after. I, I interviewed him for a movie called Samaritan, which is coming out this Friday on Prime Video with Sylvester Stallone 
really good movie. It's it's more like a gritty superhero movie, but not one of these wearing shiny costume sorts of movies. A guy that is um, he stepped away from the game and he for a reason and and he's hiding in plain sight but uh yeah so this this guy he's a dutch actor pilu aspect is his name and he's in that and he's a real badass thanks mom and dad i know that's a terrible name well he's you know what though you know what though it's he's danish so pilu p-i-l-o-u uh yeah apparently might be it might be like john over there or sounds like a rice dish peter you know who knows I don't, know. Still, I don't want to be named P.S., thank you. P.S. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? This guy, you don't want to tease him to his face because this son of a bitch looks like he's going to kill you. He's, he's got that stare, somebody. man. It's like, I'm going to kill I'm you. I'm very far from Holland or whatever you said. <laughs> Great guy, though, but scary looking. You know, this movie <laughs> his was, eyes. This movie is one of those where they're, you know, the cargo is coming out of the cargo ship. It's stuck on something. Right. And people are climbing up the cargo packages jumping back into the airplane it's like yep. hilarious stuff yeah, I, yeah. it's, always been like, the it's like so impossible oh wait my foot is caught in the netting and i'm just hanging there yeah. and i'm i'm just gonna yank it off and then it's i'm gonna true. jump back on the car uncharted it's like if you took all of the unrealisticness of Indiana Jones yeah. and then ramped it up by 10. That's that, what they yeah, do. Yeah, that's why it's, to me, those kind of movies are just, they're just stupid fun, you know. Well, you the just, cargo's mm-hmm. hanging out the cargo door and the plane's going along at, you know, 500 miles an hour or whatever. He jumps about 30 feet over the crate into the airplane. <laughs> About 30 feet. Going however fast a cargo plane goes. Like I said, about 500 miles an hour. Pretty fast. No big deal. (laughs) Just cracks me up. So is it based on the game, I I wonder? I think so. Well, maybe it's one of the... Yes, it is. Oh, it is. Okay. Maybe it's one of the first uh, movies based on a game that really was successful. That not horrible? Well, they did it that was fine. There's been a few not terrible Did it make money? Uh, yeah, budget 120, box office 400, so not a ton, oh. but some. And when yeah. they yeah. come out. You know, it's hard to say that if it actually made money, because, you know, somebody like Tom Holland at this point, and probably Wahlberg, they got back-end points, so they're probably not in, in, the, in the black yet. Hmm. Oh, really? They only made 400 million. Yeah, because that movie What's must that? cost at least a couple hundred to. Yeah, oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy to talk like that? It really you know, here is. Here I'm sitting there talking about hundreds of millions of dollars like yeah. it's. A walk in the park for me. It's like Jesus. Well, four hundred million. Like, they haven't made any money yet. Then I'm like, what? Oh no. <laughs> Doubtful. Seriously. Well, it'll amazing. probably do well on streaming. I don't know how you get the word out there it's about good, this. It's a good I'm, movie. I would think we that, enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I. Teenagers could watch this. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. It it's just it's entertaining, but at the same time, it's ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. But well, in a good way. Th- yeah. But the thing is with the movie, I mean, yes, you and I and Catherine, Tom, we could say, you know what? Yeah, it was very entertaining. But, Andy, if you've played the game or anybody who who's younger who's played the game, they're going to rip the crap out of it. That's oh. the problem. I don't yeah, know. I'm not, I'm not trying happens. to put you in that camp, Andy. I'm just saying, you know, the game players generally are the ones that are cr- most critical of stuff like that. Oh. Well, it, it depends because, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, there's two of them now, and those got – they were uh, loved by the people who actually played the Sonic games because they did them well. The problem yeah. is there were so many... There was like three decades of awful, awful video game movies, probably starting oh, really? with the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Super Mario Brothers movie was awful. Uh, Doom was bad. Street Fighter was mediocre, except for M. Bison. 
Uh, Did you see Mortal Kombat? Of when I was a kid, of course. Everyone loved the, this, the Mortal the Kombat new movie. One. Oh, the that's new right. One There's a new on, one. Uh, HBO Max. Yeah, is freaking one of, great. One of the first ones was uh, Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider was yeah with Angelina Jolie. Really, People thought that was okay. Yeah, it was mostly her you walking around with tight they clothes. They rebooted yes. it. They rebooted that one, um, and they did one movie. And now the actress who was in it is out. Now they're going to do it again. Oh my like, God! Leave it. Leave it be. You know, well, just leave it be. One problem that they have is that they try to movieify the plot usually. So like mm-hmm. the Resident Evil movies, the Resident Evil games were very like slow. You know, you're going around a mansion where zombies could pop out and kill you at any time. But in the movies, they're flipping exploding motorcycles into churches and firing rocket launchers at each other. Oh. And people were just like, this isn't really what I was expecting out of a Resident Evil movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it depends on if they... With Uncharted, you can't really go too over the top. So it's, you know... I think people who like Uncharted no. right. are going to like the movie because, you know, it's Nathan Drake, you know, hanging off of planes. That's what you expect him to do. Yeah, probably be that Indiana Jones nostalgia is probably a good in for people who don't play the games because they know Indiana Jones and they know those sorts yeah. of adventures. So yeah, and that and another one is coming. Uh, you know, Harrison is. I think he might be eighty now, but wow. he's he he's doing he's doing one more. He oh. is so, eighty. Yes, as of last month. Yep. He's yep. doing another Indiana uh, Jones. Yep. One more. I think he's going to try wow. to pass the torch somehow. I, I just say, leave it go. Leave I think it go after Short this round one. should take up the mantle. Short round, no kidding. Yeah. Why not? But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so I, yeah, the, it was a good movie, Uncharted. I just, you know, to me, uh, you know, the, the ridiculousness of it, <laughs> you, you got to just let it go. Yeah, um, just well, because yeah. That's the whole Fast point. and Furious devolved into that sort of movie where you just got to the point where you're laughing at it because it's mm-hmm. so ridiculous. The big problem with those movies was Vin Diesel was treating it like, you know, this is still war and peace to me. This is yep. this is serious stuff. But The Rock saw it as The Rock and everybody else, they were in on a joke. And eventually yeah. him and The Rock, Diesel and The Rock butted heads. And uh, that's when he called, what did he call um, Vin Diesel? He called him some sort of name, not that offensive, but then they had a big fallout, oh, and he quit. He said, mm. "Okay, enough." I will say enough. that there's probably too many over-the-top action movies at this point. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's the direction that they all went. Well, if uh, I'm not watching the Marvel movies, and I, that, they do all of that too. Yeah, and those so are all very over-the-top action. I really, I mean, I may maybe watch one Marvel movie every three to four years i think michael bay kind of started a trend that needs to die <laughs> just everything exploding everywhere and just everything making no sense because it looks cool yeah and that's bay been going on for 20 years no, this, oh, this isn't that. well but i mean specifically the michael bay <laughs> movies you know when did he start like the transformers movie that was like 15 <clears throat> years ago wasn't it yeah 2007 you're right andy yeah. 2007 and that first film was actually pretty good it just got really dumb and stupid after that yep and they kept going on and going on and going on because that that was built in marketing i mean kids had transformers toys from decades before and then there were new generations that they're pushing so it was like a built-in audience, and he kept on giving it to him, and it just got to the point where it's just I can't even stand 
being at this movie. It was so bad. I never so, was into Transformers. I was too young, I think. Yeah, I think. But they did reboot it in a way with a movie called Bumblebee, which was oh, yeah, actually that's right. really good. So, again, you take Michael Bay out of the equation and you try to work a story, this newfangled thing called a story, mm-hmm. back into something. Yeah, then it's then it's good again. So, but the first one was Shia LaBeouf, and then of course Shia LaBeouf went completely off the rails. Yes, he uh, did after after that too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was a lethal combination there, man. Shia LaBeouf and then um, Michael Bay, and then Megan Fox, who likened Michael Bay to Hitler. That wasn't a good movie. <laughs> sure, that's that Hitler. What a sanity you know. all around what was, there. What was the movie that The Rock did where it was a was it an earth, earthquake in San Francisco when he was driving right? Oh yeah, take, he took like a tiny little speedboat up a tsunami or something. It was oh so, yeah, I that, remember see, that. that kind of stuff. I know what you're talking yeah. about, but I yeah. can't remember the name. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> you know, and that was entertaining. Again. Yeah, that they've been doing really that kind of thing movie. forever. Yeah, they have, but. but I mean, I think right now it's like you you only have, you know, basically three options. You have Haunted Mansion where the ghosts are killing everyone. Yeah. You've got superheroes and then you've got, you know, like the diehard parodies. Those yeah. are like what all the movies are right now, it seems. And nostalgia bait, a lot of nostalgia bait. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'll admit the Sonic movies were nostalgia bait for sure. But yeah, they're still good. <laughs> It all works out because they were my nostalgia. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Oh, as long as it's your... objectively good because I remember it. I like that. And I liked it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. There's no question about it. Um, Okay, the the Rock, just quickly, The Rock called Vin Diesel a candy ass. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He He got upset about candy ass? Well, I suppose it is Vin Diesel. He's a little fella. Yeah, that's true. He probably Diesel. really is a candy ass. That's when you get upset. It's probably true. That's probably true. Well, can we just go back just a little bit? You said something. <clears throat> what actor would Harrison Ford pass that role onto, the Indiana Jones onto? Yeah, Who has I don't the think pe- he can. I don't the- think he can. There was talk of Chris Pratt at one point. I think that was actually the intention oh, right. with Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was in that one, too. Again, his career just went to crap in a New York minute. I mean, he right away, after he did that uh, Transformers movie and he did Indiana Jones, then, again, he was on the front page uh, with his mug shots, you know, every other day, it seemed, allegedly. Got to throw that in there. Um, but, the- but, no, no, that movie, people hated that fourth Indiana Jones movie. So I think, in a way... They're doing this one in a way to rectify it in yeah, a situation. Harrison Ford. You let him, let him go out, you know, with his head held high. Yeah, Harrison because Ford people had didn't the, like that fourth one. He had the, he had the uh, uh, what do I say, the pedigree having played, played Han Solo, which was mm-hmm. this renegade kind of person. Oh, that's true. You, you know, that, that played into the Indiana Jones uh, quite well. Oh yeah, Indiana Jones and Han Solo are very similar characters. Yeah, in a it's lot the same character. He's doing the Johnny Depp thing. It's same same character yeah. over and over yep. and over again. Yeah. So I, I just really did, but there's no real actor that I don't know that really has that and has the rugged well, look that uh, uh, Harrison Ford does. Yeah, and again, Ralph too. I mean, look, they're doing enough Indiana Jones-like movies. Yeah. With Uncharted, for example, mm-hmm. why do you need more Indiana Jones? Really, just leave that precious property alone because you're never ever ever going to replicate it you're I can, not i could see it's brad true. pitt doing it if he just wanted to make money 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, he makes enough. There's no doubt about that. I mean, yeah. if he just wanted to make a ton more money, he I, I think he could step into that role pretty easily. I think he just bought like a $28 he's million Because he's old enough now where, you know. Old as yeah. Brad yeah. Pitt. He's old. He, he is 58. Yeah. So, but he had that boyish good look thing now he looks a little he, bit more he looks manly. 12 until he was yeah, like 40 now he yeah. looks like a real like weird. a guy now instead yeah. of a child man well man speaking child. of brad pitt first of all avoid my um bullet train it's just confusing oh yeah. it's just that was on stupid. our we were looking for a movie and then right. we were like that's supposed okay. to be kind of campy but well but bad, instead bad camp. watch <laughs> um the lost city with sandra bullock Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt has a small supporting role in it, but he makes the movie. But the thing about Brad Pitt, after I saw Bullet Train, I'm thinking, you know, God, everybody makes these comparisons to him and Robert Redford. I can see it. They're both very handsome men. But then you go back and you look at an old Robert Redford movie, Brad Pitt doesn't even come close. No. There's nobody that comes close to Redford. There's nobody no. that comes close to Paul Newman. No. Right. I mean, these right. guys are true icons. And it really kind of goes to show you that there really isn't a lot there in, in, in today's lineup where you say, okay, are these the actors we're going to be talking about 30, 40 years on? Are we really going to be talking about Brad Pitt? Maybe. Um, but who else? Well, just I the mean, sheer there's just volume not of that movies. many. There are just not that many, quote-unquote, movie stars. I think maybe Tom Cruise, certainly Tom Cruise, because yeah. I don't think there'll ever be another person like him. Um, and, if, and, and I should, as a public service, note that if you didn't see Top Gun Maverick in theaters, you still can, but it did debut today on premium video on demand. So you can see the movie for 20 bucks on streaming if you want. And then eventually the price will go down to like 5 bucks or whatever if you want to stream it or buck 99 on dvd i think that'll be in a couple months yet though but yeah that that to me was one of my favorite movies of the summer i know Catherine, you liked it but tommy you didn't think that much of it which one is this top gun maverick, top gun maverick. i didn't care for it i don't i don't like him i, I just can't well, stand watching I, him i have i've been mad at him since he did that samurai thing oh it was the last samurai. <laughs> oh god it was horrible horrible as a matter of fact we were i was just out in hudson with alex and we were looking around for a movie and i'm like oh my god is that the last samurai with tom cruise it's mm-hmm. so horrible we have to watch it because it's the worst. He's so terrible. I was like, no. Well, wait a second. So, so, well, you know, I think it was the last. Is he a good actor? It was, yes. Or is he, does he does his special effects? I mean, I don't think he's that good an actor. No. Oh, God. Not no, he's, terribly, he's, no. He's okay. Yeah, in his, yeah, he, he picks his roles well, I he's would cute, say. He's cute, though. That's, that's the deal yeah, with him. Yeah, he's cute. You know, but I, I admire what he does. I mean, he really is the sort of guy that wants to... He cares enough about the audience to give them their money's worth. He doesn't want to give them some fake CGI crap. He wants to really put that's true. The, the, that is the, true. The audiences in the in his shoes, and to say, look, man, he, he is risking his life doing this stuff. You know, don't don't think for a second that he isn't, because it's amazing. You see enough behind the scenes video. That one, I'm still, I can't get over him hanging on the side of a cargo plane for the fourth Mission Impossible or the fifth one. Right. And and it's like, okay, sure, he's wired to it, but are you going to do that? Mm-mm. No. But for $50 million, I might. <laughs> well, and yes, he is More paid like handsomely. But yeah. you talk about a guy that earns his money. 
he's that, the guy. If if I, I'm not going to argue with him earning his money, you know, there's a lot of other actors that are overpaid because again, you throw them in front of a, a green screen and they do their stuff and quote unquote acting. Yeah. Tom Cruise is living it. So that's why I admire him. I mean, yeah, is he the greatest actor in the world? No. But he's really done a lot for yeah. show business. He's done a lot for the box. He saved the box office this summer. He saved. I agree. He did. He, there's no question. That you can't take that away from him. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Um, I got to tell you a very quick story. I just I, I checked out a couple of stats here, and make, my very, very, very first national voiceover. I was doing. Uh, we had to do it on the telephone because the, the the other guy on it was in Los Angeles, and I was in Minneapolis. This is in 1973, and he's going on and on and on about how excited he was because his son was trying to get into voiceover business, and nobody would hire him that he you know, he just couldn't get hired as a voiceover guy but I hope it's going to work out cuz he just got a, he just got a first movie he doesn't have a very big role but yeah this is 1973 now remember he doesn't have a very big role but you know I was so happy after you know he couldn't get into voiceover he got into acting and I hope it takes off and that was Christopher Ford that was Harrison Ford's father 
Oh, worked out very yeah. well. Well, I mean, well, did, he, he came out of nowhere to star in nowhere. Star, star Wars. Well, he was in he was in yeah. graffiti, American Graffiti first, yeah. though, right? Right, but I mean, yeah. like, yeah. Was in the that was yeah, uh, that was a huge sudden role for him. Oh God, yes, because nobody else wanted to do it. Did you know that? A lot of people they they tried to get to do it and they wouldn't do it. Well, I suppose back then, I mean, had Star Trek even come out at that point? Oh yeah, Star Trek. Oh yeah, Star Trek. Star Trek was out. Yeah, that, no, but Harrison was actually a carpenter on set. Yeah, he was indeed. And uh-huh. they brought him over to read against Hamill or something, and it's just one of these deals where the light bulb went off. Yep. But he was acting before that. But again, like any other actor, I mean, you work, you don't work for a long time. Yeah, that's right. a movie called Force 10 from Navarone. He actually might have been a small role in Apocalypse Now, if I'm thinking about it. Oh, really? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, so he did have roles, but... You're a working act. You're not quite a working actor yet. You, yes, you have your ten weeks on this film, your ten weeks on that. But there are fifty-two weeks in the year. You got bills to pay. You got to do what you got to do. So Harrison was really good with carpentry, and uh, just so happened that he was working. And yeah, and also yes, American Graffiti. American Graffiti but, was his you big know, break. So yeah. obviously his contacts uh, with George Lucas paid off well. And Tom, I have yeah. to note this: the unofficial Tom Bernard Show chat. 15 minutes ago, in honor of Tommy throwing out the first pitch next week, they got a guy holding up a Tom Bernard IQ 92 post. <laughs> there you go, baby. They're going to all be showing up Tom Bernard IQ 92 hats and posters and billboards. It's going to be a real thrill. You could go about it two ways. You can say, oh, God, I'm mad about that. Oh, They're doing God, that. I think it's or, hilarious. Or you could say, hey, people are listening, and I'm loving it. Exactly. I, I think it's magnificent. I, I absolutely love it. Tom Bernard IQ 92. That was 1987, for God's sake. Think about that. That was 35, 36 years ago. Well, 35 years ago. I know. Yeah. Yep. It's hard to believe. Oh, and God. See, but the thing is, Tom, and I don't know if too many people have this sort of the, the the wherewithal that I it took to, to step away. I stepped away after 91. I, I really didn't pay attention to Twins again. I, I was yeah, satisfied. I and know. it's got to be really, really painful for Twins fan. Maybe if you don't want to call me a real Twins fan, fine, whatever, whatever. As far as I'm concerned, when I did care, <laughs> they won the World Series twice yeah, and I did. stepped away. That's why 90, if the Vikings, 91. God willing, would ever do it. Would I step away? Probably, because yeah, I don't. I don't follow any other sports teams. The Vikings are the only ones I follow. Right. Well, now. you might want to stay away from the Twins because they just lost three in a row to Texas mm. for Christ's sake. Mm. Whatever. They didn't Aren't they the, the worst? Are they the worst? Well, they're not the they're worst, bad? but they're not good. I will tell you that. It just. I love the Twins. I all. I always will love mm. the Twins. But my God, that team frustrates the hell out of me. I mean, I'm sorry. It's been 31 years since you've been yeah. in a World Series. 31 years now. Isn't it embarrassing, though? I mean, if you look at Minnesota's, you know, the Timberwolves made it to the final four or whatever one time, maybe. I mean, in their franchise history, they haven't even made it to the top. Uh, I've never paid attention enough to know that they made it that one time. But also the North Stars. They got to the Stanley Cup once or twice, maybe, right? Have the Wild ever been there? No. The Twins, 36 years. The Vikings, last Super Bowl, where Brent McClanahan fumbled the ball on the one after he blocked Ray Guy's punt, which never happens. See, this is how invested I am in the Vikings. Well, let me put it this way. But that was the last time. That was the mid-'70s that 
we were in the Super Bowl the last time. How embarrassing, man. Well, that was all Bud Grant's fault because he should have given the ball to Chuck Foreman, but he, for some reason, Bud just never wanted to showcase Chuck Foreman. I'll never understand it. Never. Chuck Foreman was a superstar. Yeah. Well, and look just, at Walter you know, Payton and the, the same thing. Walter Payton didn't get the chance carrying the end zone. They gave it to Refrigerator Perry. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? Did he not score any touchdowns in the in that Super Bowl? Walter Payton, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think he I, did. See, that's embarrassing. I couldn't agree more. And Chuck Foreman that was one of my Dick favorite players ever. Stuff. It was, yep. Got yeah, so I love football. I do. I didn't actually watch the preseason game though. I did have right. it on as sort of the first one as a distraction. <clears throat> I, you know, it's funny. I, I laugh because, first of all, people pay to see this. I know. Stuff. No, thanks. It means nothing. I, I don't understand that. Uh, I'll start paying attention in early September, I guess. September 11th, I think, is the first game. So, I think but, you uh, might be right, yeah. God, September 11th, that's not a good day to have your first game. I know, I know. Eek. What are you going to so do? Else, what else is everybody watching? Um, we got Catherine. I've been watching a lot of different things, and we're we, boy, we burn through things. We really do. We burn through them. <clears throat> They're yep. watching Derek, which is another Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. Show. Yeah, I don't even know that. I, I think just popped up on it did, yeah, the streaming service. It was like, what's this now? What's the guy's <laughs> name with the thick glasses and the hair in his face? That guy's hilarious. Uh, he's in uh, Afterlife, too. Yeah, he's oh, the guy that too. plays the the weirdo, the, yeah. the beard. Yeah. Yes, he's you know Gervais has his troop. <laughs> yeah, he has yeah, his he troop. Does. You know, and they're such great actors, and they're real people. <laughs> they're real people. Um, before I forget, um, you started watching Blackbird. We have not started yet. I'm waiting for Catherine. Oh, that, that you, I thought you saw the first episode. I saw a bit of the first episode and said I really like this. I'm going to wait to watch it with Catherine. Wait till you get to Paul Walter Hauser, who's the guy who yeah. talks like this, and he's the creepiest son of a guy. Oh, that guy. Seen. Oh, my well, you know God. What? No, we did watch an episode. We did watch an episode. Yeah, we did yeah, watch yeah, the first we episode. episode. We did, yep. yep. He was at the end of the first one. Yes, and he was. Six, six episodes. Yeah, when the series. cops were interrogating him, oh, it became God. very evident that those yeah, cops and Greg were Kinnear. terrible. I mean, another terrific actor. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, it's, 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 it's really a great series. And uh, it was one of those where it really became. Now you're lucky because all six uh, uh, episodes are available. But my uh, wife and I started watching it right away, and it became appointment TV. Oh yeah. Where oh, yeah. it was one a week, so we saw. Or did they drop more than one? I think they did maybe two or two episodes to start. So it's like, geez, we're waiting and waiting. It's that great of a show, where you 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 couldn't wait till Friday till that next episode dropped. Well, so weird. I love that sort of anticipation. You know? That guy's about the guy. That guy you're talking about is about six two, weighs about three hundred twenty pounds, and he talks like this. It's yeah. really weird. He's he is such of a great actor. Oh yeah, he um, is. He is in. Well, first of all, he's the dimwit in I Tanya. Uh, he's the oh, dimwit. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dimwit in uh, Cruella, which is a great movie, by the way. Such a great. Movie. Um, and uh, what else is he in? Oh, he's Richard Jewell. Right. Richard yep. Jewell yep. is such of a fantastic movie. And part of the reason, the theory is, is that uh, Clint Eastwood pointed out the incompetence of the press. So a lot of press people took offense 
Oh, he's showing that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Because the press went with the with the Richard Jewell planted the bomb thing right away. Right. Thankfully, Richard Jewell, before he died, undoubtedly they stressed the crap out of him. Yep. Because of all the pain they put him and his mother through. His mother played by Kathy Bates, by the way. Yep. Oh, what an extraordinary movie! And again, Eastwood. Eastwood's a great filmmaker, and he's not afraid. He doesn't couch out anybody, and he holds the feet to the fire with this one. But but that really shows you how terrific of an actor Paul Walter Hauser is. And then, honest to God, he takes it to the next level with Blackbird. Maybe tonight, Kathy. Really a terrific series. Oh my God, it's good. Oh, I think you just farted. Yeah. Catherine just made a face. I think Jude just laid down a bunt. (laughs) (laughs) What a transition. What a transition. Well, you know what? The way you said it, it's like you made it sound like Catherine just, but it was actually Jude. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's the way you said it. I would leave the studio if I had to do that. <laughs> oh, Alex is waving it away. Yeah, Apparently, it a, really stinks. Well, he was uh, he was out at a horse farm yesterday, and God knows what he picked oh, up. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a goat. Well, I'm in scary. I'm in direct I'm in the direct line of fire right now because I have my new puppy sitting on my feet. Oh, the puppy. Kind of puppy! There you go. A new basset. Oh, a new basset. Wow. Yep. Hey, you know what though? This is our fourth basset. We've been married for thirty-two years. Thirty-three coming up. Uh, got up our first basset, our first dog. Uh, the day we got home from our honeymoon, day or the next day, um, and we just love them so much. The kids loved them. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, we had to put our last one down. Oh, last yeah. boy. Uh, he was almost thirteen, and uh, God dang it, that was one of the hardest days of my life. And 100% you know, horrible. normally, you know, people wait to transition. We thought, you know what, we want this new bubby to uh, meet the old dog and get to know him a little bit before he goes. So, yeah, so now we got a new guy and uh, he's just a crazy little fella. But what else do you expect from a little puppy? Isn't it amazing how ridiculous puppies are? Just they're so ridiculous with the Love energy well, and the craziness. You're just chew like, on absolutely are they, were they always like this? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I tell I tell you know my wife. It's like you know you got to just look at him like he's a little boy, little troublemaker. Yeah. Except for he's done this. He's grown up into that crazy little toddler within a few weeks' time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's about four and a half months now so yes he is in everything he's chewing everything so lately i'm I'm just trying out different things at the store okay he goes through these he doesn't like these chewy things this that and the other thing just to try to keep him from chewing up stuff that's laying on the floor or boxes or yeah, whatever, whatever. Trying to, i'm trying to keep him from chewing something valuable that will yeah tick me off but again i can't get i can't, can't get mad at him because he gives you that goofy they're natural born comedians these dogs uh, all dogs are and and you can't help but laugh at them you know yeah. so they're the most wonderful thing in the world the most gentle souls i yep. ever put on earth so i love them timmy i'll close your segment with this uh in the third to last episode of afterlife ricky gervais gets in an argument with a guy at a restaurant because the guy's playing with a little baby and he's being really loud about it oh, God. Being, you remember that episode 
<laughs> yes, I do. He's being really, really loud about it. And Ricky Gervais goes, why do you have to be so loud? Stop being so loud about it, right? You're way too loud. They get in an argument. So Ricky decides to pay him back by pretending that his buddy sitting at the table with him is a baby. So he's poking <laughs> him in the stomach. He's going, oh, look at you. Look at you. Got a beautiful fat tummy. Look at that big fat tummy. <laughs> <laughs> I... I think I'm just going to have to watch season three over again. Yeah, it's phenomenal. In fact, when we on, this was on the queue when I was telling Tom, it's like, okay, you got to you wait till that last episode. My wife and I went back to watch that last episode just because it's that brilliant. Oh, oh my God. It, it is going to take you places that it's like, I don't, I hate hyping stuff. I really do. But the best season series finale. I've ever seen. That's what uh, you're not. You, you are not the only person who told me that. By the way, people just love that third, that last episode. Better than the finale yeah. of Mash. Yeah, that was pretty poignant. But this one, yeah. it's a half hour. I guess Mash is a half hour. But yep. this one, it that the high point really was that last shot of Mash where they're up above the helicopter right. and he spells yeah. out goodbye or whatever. Um, this has about three, four, five different highlights where. You're going to be balling right away. I mean, you Worked are going to ball me. like crazy. Oh, oh, both you and Catherine, get a truckload of Kleenex ready because it, it's really incredibly poignant, this mm. whole thing. So. All right, Timmy, we'll not, talk not, to you. Not hyping it, not hyping it. No, no not at all. Uh, we'll talk to you Thursday on the Cakey Morning Show, right? Yes, indeed. And uh, everybody have a great week. You too, Timmy. Thank you. Yeah. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen. And, yes, I will be back on the KQ Morning Show tomorrow. Uh, Catherine's sister's still hanging in there. But I just, I mean, I I was told it was going to be two days, and it was four days, mm. and it was five days, and it was seven days. Well, today's the seventh day, and she's still uh, hanging in. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah, nobody's got that crystal ball. Yeah, that's right. And physicians, you know, frequent was, oh, you only have this much, you only have this much, you know. Yeah, it, it, I, you just say, well, serious, God knows how long, rather than putting a day on it or date or something like that or time limit. But, I mean, how long can you live without water or food? It's about, usually about a week. It's usually about a week where you just, that's Tops. when you sort of, your body, wow. your kidneys shut down, you sort of fade away. Potassium know, they goes say up that, and boom, um, shut it down. You know, because you're, when you're in the, at the level she is, she's using like zero energy, really. She's just, yeah. her yeah. brain is functioning to make her breathe and her It's more about the water than the calories yeah. at this water, point. Yeah, yeah it's it it shocking to me that that's the thing. Yeah, but um, I don't know, I well, guess. she was so pumped full of fluids. Well, that's that was true, the other thing. Yeah. 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 When yeah. I went to go say good, my, my goodbyes to her last Monday, she was just very bloated yeah. with fluids. Oh, really? Yeah. So it takes, it, it takes a while to get rid of that, and I don't, I don't know. Just it's yeah. the hospice nurses are like my best guess would be she's got days, not weeks. Well, I would imagine not if you're not feeding them or giving them water. How they, how could they live past? Because they two don't. Weeks? They're not burning any calories. There's no food. Is, food isn't the issue. It's yeah. the water. It's the water. Yeah. The water. Yeah. That's the food is not. That's Your not the problem. Start to shut down. Yeah. Dehydration. Well, there's already blood um, coming out of her in her urine. <laughs> Cheery stuff to talk yeah, about. Well, so her kidneys go. are shutting down. So things are happening. It's just happening very slowly. An extremely slow process. Indeed. I know, which is sad. It's very sad. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. 
And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home listed on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Andy, let me know when Kristen's ready to go, if you would. She just joined. Kristen Burt. Wait, did I join during <laughs> the <laughs> Aren't you glad you Yeah, Catherine's sister's yeah. still hanging in there after six and a half days. It's amazing. Oh, my goodness. My uncle just went into, uh, they just took him off life support last night. So I was oh dealing with the Honest to God, Kristen, I've been talking to some friends. I talked to Frank Caliendo about it last week. He's coming on the show, this show on Thursday, as a matter of fact. He'll be in town. But we lost a lot of friends during COVID. My God. I mean, Louis Anderson dying during you know, Gilbert Gottfried and Bob Saget. And you just keep going down the list. Man, we lost, we've lost a lot of friends and family members in the last two, two and a half years, haven't we? You yes. know, it's true. And, um, I haven't seen my family as much as I would have in the last, you know, couple of years. There's been like a wedding and I went to Chicago to see some family. But what I think I really noticed, I have like an aunt with early onset Alzheimer's, is that the lack of socialization over the last two years yep. really yeah. accelerated the disease and that happened with my uncle. I saw him at the wedding, my niece's wedding last summer, and I thought, this is the last time I'm going to see him alive. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just tremendously sad, and I think like especially now where I know we're still in a pandemic, but it's a, a much more functional world than it was two years ago. I just realized what we've all lost, and I think that's tragic. We have. I mean, it's literally every day. Some a friend of mine's oh my god, my uncle, my aunt, my mom, my dad. Somebody's going on life support just about every day right now. For God's sake, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's a lot to deal with, too. You know, you have your work, you have to, you know, whatever your daily life is, and then you also have to deal with goodbyes and, and what that means, and that's sad. Well, you know, I just went through, and well, I shouldn't say I went through it. I experienced it. Uh, I get calls once in a while, a few times a year, that uh, 
one of our bigger listeners of the KQ Morning Show is not going to make it. So they, they call and wonder if I would talk to them, you know, when they're in their deathbed and all the rest of it. The last one I did, I did it a couple of weeks ago. And I'm talking to the guy. And literally, apparently, we hung up and about 10 minutes later, he died. It's like, oh, my God. He waited for you. He waited for me. to, talk. And he was the sweetest man. He was such a nice guy. And he's giving it the... Uh, it's like yeah. he couldn't breathe and it was just oh my god that's how it goes know, but wasn't it nice that you were able to do that for oh him? i agree it's, it's and i'm sure the the friends and, and their family appreciated it i think that's you know that's incredibly kind it well it's not incredible hey, look i have a job because of those people there's no doubt about that and i really understand where where the i understand where ratings and therefore my income comes from you know what i mean mm-hmm. No, it's very, very sweet. No question about that. So what's the latest in your life? What do you got cooking? Oh, my goodness. I just feel like there's so much going on in Hollywood. I, I've yeah. really been following um, the whole streaming situation because it really is changing week to week. And Blowing I feel like the, the companies are just like all the networks are trying to adapt. It, it's funny. Like you sit there and everyone's like, you know, linear TV is dying. But then you see things like NBC um is putting on one of their peacock shows they're taking the resort and they're on wednesday night which is tomorrow night after america's got talent they believe in the show but the audience on peacock just isn't there yet so they're like hey we're gonna tease you right by putting it on nbc and hopefully like you'll follow over to peacock and watch the rest of the season mm-hmm. so it's a, this weird balance of like broadcast tv is dead no it's not wait streaming might be dead no it's not and it's really funny to watch everyone sort of jockeying for position and trying to figure this all out. No, I mean, look, I mean, we're in a situation, and if we're going to be honest about this, because I've, I've been talking to many people and to know about this, radio, television, and newspapers have a few years left, and that's about it. I mean, they'll still be there, and they'll still be useful, but not at the level they, they're useful. Now. Well, streaming beat out uh, broadcast TV for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. I'm so not surprised. I mean, it's, I'm surprised it took this how long. How many subscriptions do we want to pay for? Well, yeah. you're right about yeah. that. That's what I they think have people to are reaching out. their limits. Because I'm very carefully because you know I've covered Dance with the Stars for a tremendous amount of seasons, and you know, following their journey to Disney Plus, it was inevitable. But at the same time, reading the social media comments of people saying, "I can't afford this. Mm. I can't." Right. Do this. And so it does bring a smaller audience. Maybe it brings a more niche audience and people who really, really want to be there, really, really want to watch. You have that passionate fan base that's going to be there. Maybe you get a few new followers. But overall, there's, I mean, a lot of people are like, why isn't it on ABC? And they don't understand the dynamics of, and the economics of, yes. of advertising. And the fact that Dancing with the Stars was no longer viable. They could not afford that right. big production yep. um, with the advertising rates that they had. Well, a friend of mine called me, God, I guess a few weeks ago now. He said, Tommy, something just happened. I think we're, we're in big trouble. Because I, I went to school with him, actually, many, many years ago. Well, I went to grade school with him. And he said this weird thing happened. I was at my son's house. And while I was there, my son uh, subscribed to, like, he did, I don't know if it was Netflix or what. It doesn't matter what it was. And I was sitting there watching him in the first year for only $119. He got the first year streaming, streaming for only $119. And I looked at him and I said, you know, when I was a little boy, my mom and dad bought a TV for less than that. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but it was black and white. And... No, no, it was color. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was a color TV set. Wow, you must have been one of the first bucks. people with color TV in your neighborhood. No, it wasn't, that, wasn't us. It was one of my friends. Oh. <clears throat> it was one of my friends. But, yeah, the TV cost, cost less than one streaming service. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. I, I, uh, Lindsay wanted a TV in, the, in our basement. To work out with, to have something on, watch sure. her, watch, so she could watch her stories. How many years ago? This was uh, two or three years ago. Two okay. or three years ago. All right. Flat screen, mounted on the wall, total cost, about $140. Yeah, there TVs are cheap as hell. Yeah, they are. There you go. Not if you go to Costco. Yeah, it's a giant interesting because the hardware, not that expensive, but there you if go. you want the like, content, you are spending, and this is not just streaming because we all know we come up on paywalls when it comes to newspapers and magazines now are mm-hmm. like, hey, you have two free articles this month and then right. you know, you, now you have to pay for it. God, it's amazing, isn't it? What <clears throat> I don't understand is on streaming services, like we pay extra on, we use Hulu a lot. And um, yeah, we, do. we pay extra so that we don't get ads. But if it isn't Hulu original content, whatever they buy still can have ads. Yes, that's right. So why don't why doesn't somebody if somebody can't afford streaming, why doesn't somebody come up with a streaming service that just has the ads? They do. This is there's several, yeah. And yeah, then, they yeah, do have well, them. And you get regular broadcast TV. Oh, well, TV. I don't know about or, that. Or that. shows, or, or, or Dancing with the Stars. It's just a Dancing with the Stars with, with ads sold. I mean, yeah. why don't they just do something like that so people can watch it? Because they want to make money. Well, they're <laughs> going to make money if they've got the ads. Well, let's just call broadcast TV at that point. Well, I know, but the, yeah. if, if it's not available on broadcast TV, you know, yeah, I know. Like, like the I know Disney Plus, saying. Dancing with the Stars, why can't there just be an option? Everyone's got exclusivity contracts with everyone else. No, I just figured they could figure out some way of making more money. They always can. And then can. becomes who's sharing the budget. Because then, see, now now the, the budget for, say, Dancing with the Stars is Disney Plus's issue. It's not ABC's issue, even though they're under the same parent company. Yes. It's different, you know, different egg baskets, if you know, if you want to look at it that way. And so because the subscription base is funding now the budget for Dancing with the Stars and other shows, that's how they're looking at it. Have they changed the budget, reduced it, or have you noticed any changes? Well, it's not on the air yet. It'll be back September 19th. It is going to be a reduced budget, but Mm -hmm. I think what's nice about Disney Plus is that like last year was the 30th season anniversary and ABC did nothing because there was nothing additional for the budget. But because Disney Plus can roll it into their D23 fan uh, convention that's coming up, there are additional things that they're doing. They're like the, the pros' favorite dances. So they're doing like a little extra special on Disney Plus Day. They're getting a panel at the convention. So there's extra perks to being on Disney Plus, even with a reduced budget, that I think the hardcore fans are going to absolutely love. Hmm. But... Uh, one other but, <laughs> I think that there's going to be a lot more Disney inserted. Into oh, this. yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wish that company would be run better right now. When Bob Iger, well, Bob Iger ran the company when I worked there. At first it was uh, Michael, uh, what is it? Eisner. What? Michael Eisner, yeah, exactly. And then, and then uh, the next guy comes along and just kicks ass. Whatever you needed, you got. This new guy, though, all he does is raise prices on everything, make, making it unaffordable for a lot of families. Yeah, and, you know, here in Southern California, it is 
and Ralph, you'll remember this, like annual passes were a big thing. Yeah. You know, they, they switched that around um, because going to Disneyland is kind of a, a rite of passage here. And sure. we have an annual pass going to three times a month is not unusual for some families. I know that sounds you know crazy when you live across the country, but it's a you know, it's a source of recreation <clears throat> for families. But it has become so cost prohibitive. And usually the annual passes, most of them, parking used to be built in. Now it's not. And parking oh, is like 30, 40 bucks a day. It's crazy crazy it's gotten very very expensive i know that yeah. it really is too bad because i late when disney owned kqrs i was in heaven my god it was just wonderful and, and, and it's possible like northwestern university in chicago that they make more money off of the parking than they make off yeah. of entertainment <laughs> at northwestern university there's a hospital northwestern university hospital downtown they make more money off of their parking than they make off of patient care jesus that's amazing Crazy. It is. It is. Why don't we buy some parking lots, Catherine? What the yeah. hell? Might be time. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, buy one near a sporting center because, you know, every time there's a game, you're like 50 bucks. Yeah, you it is. 50 bucks. To park, they'll pay it. I still love the fact you pay 50 bucks to park, and then the four of you go in, you sit in your seats, and you each have three beers, and a 12 pack of beer is, is uh, 120 bucks. Or now it's more than that. I think this year somebody told me a beer at the Viking game is like $13. This is a can of beer, a bottle of beer. Got to pay those uh, $54 million contracts somehow. (laughs) I suppose, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing is kind of weird. Kristen, anything new coming up that uh, that really sticks out to you? Because we were just talking about Blackbird, and we got one episode into that, and it, it appears to be really good. I've been, um, right now, I've been stuck in documentary land. I watched the Princess Diana. Oh, sure. Yep. I don't know if anyone saw that on HBO Max, but it is, you know, some of it, I just was too young to remember a lot of what happened. And of course, I remember her death in 97, but it's just interesting to see it all play out and how she played the press, but how it also destroyed her life. I think yeah. that's a great documentary. And there's not a lot of there's not a lot of opinion um, brought into this. They just basically let the video clips play out, and you can form your own opinion about it, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, it wasn't you know a massive narration or anything else. It just was like this is how it played out from the time uh, from the engagement all the way up to her death. So it was kind of nice having like just letting the facts speak for themselves. Yeah, that's a good I would idea. enjoy that. Yeah, I think you would really like it. And that's on HBO Max. Uh, the other thing I watched, and I did not, I mean, this wasn't all that long ago. I mean, it was like 23 years ago now, but the Woodstock 99 documentary. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Did you watch that? Yep. On Netflix? Um, I don't remember it being like the fire fest of its time. Yeah. It was a disaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, totally. I really, yeah, I vaguely remember the the fires and, and just watching, you know, how bad the security was. And I didn't realize Fred Durst from the Biscuit can kind of incited the crowd. That's you know, that's how they kind of frame it in the the documentary. Mm-hmm. I think he doesn't think he had anything to do with it, but it was really interesting watching all of that and how like a young intern was like, "You have put too many bro bands on the schedule. You need to balance this out a little bit better." But they wouldn't listen to him because he was like 22. Isn't that amazing? Honest to God, just think about that. 
Well, they had no idea that many people were going to show up, right? Well, that, that was at the Woodstock back in 60, was it 69? 69. Yeah, yeah, so the 99 was the obviously 99. the 99 forgot about that one. Yeah, that was the one that was a complete disaster. <laughs> complete disaster. And, and I don't remember the fact that this was done on a military base. I thought it was in the same exact location as the original no, Woodstock. No, couldn't get it. Yeah. No, they couldn't get that location again. So, yeah, I don't know. They... It's nice to try to recreate something very special. It just kind of happened spontaneously. Yeah. But because it's spontaneous, you can't recreate it. You mm -hmm. just can't do it. No, it's a moment in time. And, you know, you had one of the original um, festival organizers on the 99. So I'm sure he thought he could recapture that magic. Right. But it really came down to, I mean, there were a lot of sexual assaults that happened. Oh, at God, that, yes. Yep. It was, that was shocking just to hear that. And to hear some of the, you know, it, it was male organizers. And they're like, we're sorry that we heard that. But one of them was kind of like, well, the women were drunk. And I'm like, oh, you can't go blaming oh. that. Oh, you well. dare. Yeah. God. Yeah, that's um, not a good move. And, and some of the people who worked on it, whether they worked security or they were part of the production crew, said that seeing some of it has haunted them for the rest of their lives, seeing some of those sexual assaults. Yeah. 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 Well, I tell you what, one thing that I could, I never did, uh, I mean, I watched clips from the 99. I didn't watch the whole thing because to me, I'm sorry, if you don't have Jimi Hendrix closing it out with the Star Spangled Banner, I don't want to watch it. God, that was a brilliant, brilliant move. I loved Jimi Hendrix. Just loved him. Pretty yeah, awesome. and that's an iconic moment in music history. Yep, like, it again, is. never replicate that. You mm -hmm. can't replicate that magic. No, nope. no, you cannot. There's no question about that. I just. All right, so that's everything. Uh, everything. Alex has a word. Oh, Alex have, got some. I have dance-related discussion topic. And now the dance-related yeah. discussion part. <laughs> part I will say, when Tom goes and takes a nap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where he no, just leaves. I used to go watch Alex dance all sure. the time. Uh, so yeah, I did. Yeah, with all the joy in the world. Um, I thought it was wonderful. What are you talking about? Okay, you were on your phone pacing the halls. The That's not true in the but, least. I went to okay. every one of them and paid full attention. Okay. What was your favorite routine that Alex ever did? Yeah. Go. Dad? Uh, my one? favorite story, not the routine, my favorite uh, story was uh, when the... When the internet was invented... I was supposed to dance with Alex, uh, and she was like nine years old. I was supposed to dance with Alex at a, at a school function, and not knowing the Internet, because it had just come online, Catherine wanted some tips on how to handle it, and she typed in father-daughter videos. <laughs> not oh, no. a good idea, I'll tell you that. Holy Anna. Mom's like, I don't remember this. Well, that has no, nothing to I do, do though, with your daughter's dance recitals. <laughs> Put in dance recital, not just father-daughter yeah. videos. Alex, I don't think he remembers a single dance you did. I hate to no, tell you. No, he definitely doesn't. Mm -hmm. He has not a single memory. What are you talking about? I used to go all the okay, time. Okay, so name what one. What was the favorite one? Favorite don't costume? No dance costume. names. Name any... Anything that I did, what the costume looked like, what the song was. I don't, Alex, that was You like had a lot of makeup on, ago. I remember well, that much. Thanks, guys, thanks, guys. No, how about this? I like the one that was out in Monticello. That was a good one. That was not a dance, that was a 
competition in general. Well, it was dancing. But there, I did probably like seven dances at that competition. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway. She's uh, just like how I get thrown under the bus. <laughs> you know, every day I get thrown under the bus. Okay. Dom, you're a saint. So, the women turn on you like you're an absolute saint for tolerating that. Being such a gentleman. A I gentleman. Know. <laughs> I know. You're right. Okay. Anywho. Um, anywho. Anywho. Uh, my daughter got asked to try out for her studio's competition team. She got on the team, and they also gave her a duet. And I was like, okay, maybe, sure, yeah, I don't know. And when I was on competition team, it was like the Mac, like the team that I was on, it was, I'd say, what, two days a week for an hour and a half, Mom? Yeah, about that. But then there was rehearsal time and stuff. Well, that was, yeah. But that was, like, the classes were two days a week, an hour and a half a week. And Fawn, the studio that she got into, it would be three hours and 45 minutes a week total, and she's six. I was just going to say, how old is Fawn now? She's six. She's That's a six. lot. I know, and I'm. I was like looking at other dance studios to be like, because she doesn't want to do rec classes anymore because she's like they're kind of boring, and she wants to do more and get better at dance, but the competition seems excessive. And like the day, her day would be she'd go into school, have forty minutes to do her homework, get changed, eat dinner. And then she'd dance from 4.30 to 7.15, where she usually goes to bed at 7 p.m., and then she'd go home and go to sleep. And I'm like, this seems wild, because her team is six- and seven-year-olds. Yeah, I was just going to say, seven seems to be pushing it on that age group. I know. For sure. Yeah, 7.50. You know, a lot of the competition studios really uh, – they, I, it only gets worse from here. You know, by the know, time they're, exactly. eight, they're there four or five days a week. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like competition has, it's just become really, really intense. Like they're in the studio constantly and to it's what? wild. Yeah, and to what end? I know, and that's the thing. It's like, so you spend your entire, I mean, I was in the studio constantly by the time I was a senior, but that was because I wanted to do duets and trios and solos and small groups. And like, I did everything that I possibly could because that was my choice. But it seems like now the minimum that is asked of you is so much more than it used to be. And then oh, yeah. you graduate and then you, what, you spent all of your childhood at a dance studio to, and, and enter to, enter tiger woods he spent his whole child or enter so many uh, uh, athletes that spend their whole childhood whole, whole youth doing some competitive activity at extreme levels and what do they have when they're done uh nothing well in the retirement right age now, for a dancer issues yeah exactly in the retirement yeah. age for a dancer is like 27. is it really jesus well, I think what's interesting is that, I, I mean, there there are going to be special kids that just want to dance no matter what, but, yeah. you know, for the average kid who's not going to become a professional dancer, parents just really need to watch out because we're seeing in the dance industry hip replacements at 24 yeah. because they're cranking the turnout and they're cranking the extension God. beyond 180 degrees. Oh. Uh, you see the photos on social media, which parents, you shouldn't be posting those anyway because the their creepy people out there are capturing the kids' yeah. leotard photos. Oh, yeah. You get where I'm going. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, it's really something that is of concern. I have a friend who's 25 and had a double hip replacement. Oh my God. And those things. Oh, well, that's like, I had a friend in at performance arts high school. So we danced at school and then we went and then did dance at our respective studios after school. But this was when we were in high school. So we had the wherewithal to know, like, we wanted to do this and whatever. Because I'm like, Fawn, she's six. She would dance every single night if we let her because she just thinks it's fun. But I'm like, you don't... I need to step in and be the parent and be like, hey, that seems excessive. But this one friend, she was so overly bendy that she would just be walking around and her hip would pop out of place. And she was 17 years old. Oh, yeah. God. And her turnout was, like, amazing, and her leg extensions were incredible, but then it would just be like, oh, I have to go to the hospital now. It's like, to what? To reduce her hip, that's, you know, the, you, you know it's, it, no one wants to admit that the things that children, the sports children play, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, whether it's any kind of thing, there are physical injuries that go with those things, and everybody turns a blind eye to that, and that changes the person's quality of life moving forward. Hey, let me tell yeah. you, when I was a kid, I was playing Mario Party. <laughs> and and they had these go. games where you have to twist the stick in a circle, oh, and no. we used our palm, and we got the worst blister I have ever had <laughs> on my palm, thanks to Mario Party. Start for life. Exactly. Carpal tunnel syndrome, though, is real. If yeah. you're oh, honest. here we go. So I, you, I think I, yeah, I, I don't know. Some of these sports, you know, closed head injuries. Oh are yeah, a big I would deal. never want Ethan to play like football. Yeah, football. Oh, no. oh good, no, not. I would My niece was a cheerleader, and she got uh, three concussions during her go. cheering career in high school. To the point, her doctor said, "You are not allowed to pursue this in college. It is done." For From you. falls or what? From falls. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they it's like they don't just dance anymore. They have to do they have to yes. do gymnastics. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Acro, which Fawn is like loved her. She did an acro camp this summer and just it was like just fun and exciting and she absolutely loved it. And she was like, "Can I please do acro?" and I'm like, "Yeah, you can do acro. That's fine." But With that's a helmet. But that's a part of it. They're they are. It's all matted and yeah. like With a yeah, they're very careful. It's not about the falls. It's about landing wrong and twisting one of your joints out of yeah. place and that kind of thing. I know, but I mean, they don't ask. Well, no, at her age, yeah, at yeah. her age, and so it's I'm for like, fun. Yeah, at her age, and I mean, acro was never expected of anybody when I was in competition dance. Oh, I mean, every yeah. once in a while, you'd see somebody do an aerial, and it was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now it's like everybody has to be a contortionist, a gymnast, a dancer. Yes. We need everything for a professional dance career. And, you know, I just even thinking about this, you know, when we had the Tokyo Olympics in 2021, uh, everyone made a lot of people were just like, I cannot believe Simone Biles just quit. I don't think people understand the twisties and what she was getting. Like, yeah. she could not safely land any trick that went backwards. Otherwise, she probably would have sustained a life threatening injury. Oh, God. Well, and it became not... a mental block, but I'm like, all of these things, like you can't just, <laughs> you can't just go, you should go out there, you made the Olympics, you took someone's spot. It, it didn't, right. it, you know, it manifested itself at the Olympics, the timing stunk. Well, that's the I thing about it. these spectacle-based things, like sports and the Olympics and that sort of thing, it's people expect more every year. Yeah. And the only way to get more is to start younger, train harder, maybe do some drugs that you can't detect on tests quite yet, that sort of thing. But everything that you do to become the best will make you burn out that much faster. Yeah, you can't have you can't have a you can't have a. It's like having a uh, 
monoculture of, of, of growth. If you only have one kind of tree growing, well, that's all there is. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a monoculture growing up as a child. You need different diversity and things to do. There's a lot of stuff to do there. You know, just so many things to do, yep. which are in some ways safer. You know, they may not be quite as exciting with regards to epinephrine release and, and serotonin release, but there are different things that they should consider doing. And I, I, I don't know. I. Uh, I worry about I, I remember stuff. all those years ago watching these little contortionist people on stage and thinking, why is this dance? Why? They're just contortionists. It's not a spectacle, like I said. I know. Well, it's like I, I, was like, that, this I went to something people should want to do. I went to multiple different <laughs> dance recitals this year because it's like Fawn had her dance recital, and then I have a friend that choreographs at a different studio, so I went to that dance recital and all this stuff. And I don't even think I saw anybody do a pirouette. Oh. Which is the, a basic technique. Just, yeah. Like barely Turn, any yeah, turns. Turns. barely any That's turns. That's because they're old and boring now. People they're, want yeah, new. Now everybody needs to be flipping yep. instead of mm-hmm. just like a basic. It's because of so you think you can dance. Probably. Ooh, they probably oh, did that, play a role oh. in it. Oh. There I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, so you think you can dance really made people push everything. Yeah. And, all right. and in World of Dance, all expected tricks. They're like, where are your tricks? They ask that. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, World of Dance. Yeah, that was, yeah, all about tricks. Mm. Kristen has to go in two minutes, so I want to close with this really cool. I was watching the History Channel. I, lo- I love watching the History Channel. I watch it all the time. Just love it. And I don't even know where this was or when it was, but it, it's such a feel-good story in, in many ways. So this guy's driving along, and he sees his other car floor it and peel out of a driveway to try to get in front of all the traffic not noticing there was a guy on a bicycle right in front of him and he ran the guy over and trapped him under the car so the bike he was trapped beneath the 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 road his bicycle and the car and he couldn't get out he was hurt this other guy gets out of his car he's six three weighs 275 right he walks over and picks up the this is a full car not some little You know, a little deal. This is a full-size American car. He walks over, lifts up the car. They drag the guy out from under the car, sets it back down. They do an interview with the guy. They said, how on earth? He goes, well, I'm 6'3". I weigh 275. It wasn't that heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Isn't that a great story? He he probably saved that kid's life. I'm sure he saved his life. But he was just so happy about it. He's like, yeah, it wasn't that heavy. It was not that big. You know, because he could have gone, oh, I didn't think I could do it at first. It was really heavy, and I, I had to give my all. He's like, no, it wasn't that big a deal. Don't worry about it. As I sit there with my five-pound weights in my arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're almost there, Kristen. Five-pound weights to lift in a car. All right, so what do you got planned this week, sister? Um, it's Emmy season, so we've got a lot oh, of uh, yeah, Emmy parties. Right. Yeah, they're back finally, which is, is good. We did a, a small parties last year, but you know, it's nice to not do virtual, like, yay, let's celebrate the nominees um, on Zoom. We get to do it in person this year, oh. which is nice. That's a good thing. All right, young lady, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Sounds good. See you then. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burton, ladies and gentlemen. What was that? Oh, oh Gino, Gino, time to Gino go. Went trotting. Yeah, he heard the... Uh, Why, how does he know? You, as soon you as say, you said. You say, okay, all right, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. or whatever. Oh, as soon as I say, all right, ladies and yeah, gentlemen, he starts tells. howling. He, he knows. He listens to you. Well, let's he go. Knows. Let's hit the <laughs> road. He's been one listening. person listens to what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least one person. At least somebody listens to you. Jude's been listening to this show every day for his entire life, yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, he has. He knows what's going on. Then he came over with his Tom 
Sean Bernard IQ 92 oh. hat on, so that was good. We've got the allergy thing going I, on. We did that. Yesterday I was talking to Fawn's teacher. She had her reading assessment at school, and I was talking to her. I was like, Dan, go out in the hallway with Fawn. I want to talk to the teacher for a little bit about just like a few things about Fawn's personality. And I started talking, and it was like, it sounded like I was going to start crying because I was like, I just want to. I was like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. I just want to break down. And I was like, there's just I'm going to be that kind of mom. I, I mean, I am. But also, not this time. This was a weird throat thing. <clears throat> yeah. All right, that'll do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast. 